Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on danaglinsmith.com and warn-usa.com. Warn Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. Featured on DanaGlennSmith.com, Prophetic Winner of Our Discontent. Power of Faith Over Fear Hosea Startling Prophecy Hosea's Startling Prophecy And featured on Warren-USA.com Faith Believing Unseen The Lord Saves Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 101 on Battle Lines Warring the Saints Africa, Iran, Nigeria, India, Christian persecution. Persecution, sheep to the slaughter, classic Warren Radio. And don't miss the weekly shows of our WIBR Warren Radio. The Advocacy, Wednesday for February 21st. Gospel Faith, Gospel Cost, Christians Targeted, Standing by Faith, Advocacy, Persecuted Church. Battle Lines, Thursday, February 22nd, Jerusalem, Watchman, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 206. And Sound the Shofar, Friday, February 16th, The Word of the Lord, Prophet's Reproach, Part 7. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storylines of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And the watchman wrote this book, in 2019 before COVID and all the rioting by BLM and Antifa and so you can see some of that in it's like prophecy in the rising and you can get your copy of the rising by going to Amazon Barnes and Noble Books a Million Ingram Angus and Robertson and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop 
And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another edition of Sound the Shofar. This is Friday. Guess what? You know it, don't you? March 1st, the beginning of spring. And uh, we've got some important things to talk about today. And we've got some scripture to look at. I'm the watchman, Dana Smith. Welcome to this easy going. Taking it easy Friday, man. This is the morning show from the WIBR Warren Radio where we get into the Word of God, important topics, but we spend some time discussing other issues. And by the way, if you have a topic you want to discuss or have me talk about in this segment, you got to send a contact from our contact page on our websites. Our websites are warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. That's where you can find all the downloads. That's where you can find the shows to play. But you can also find them in a lot of other places. Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, and many others. And they're heard overseas. And so at any rate... The word of the Lord and man, God and man. The word of the Lord and then God and man. We're looking at God and man. <laughs> you know, you can, you know, if you're a sinner, looking at God and man isn't really good. <laughs> because you remind yourself that all of sin comes short of the glory of God. But once you find out that this God is a merciful God, and his son died on the cross for your sins. Then it gets better. Not only that, he gives you of his spirit. You can have miracles and signs and wonders following you. Now the Lord said specifically that greater things than these, speaking of the things he did, shall you do because I go to my father. And, of course, this leads me to today's society I think about a lot, and I'm concerned about the kids. You can't talk to them, and many are sincere in in what they're believing, but it's going to lead them to no good end. 
And so the problem you face on the outside, whatever it is, your everyday lives, your personal issues and troubles, they can all be solved with dealing with the inside of your body. Whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual. And there is a, a mental health crisis in this country. A lot of kids. There's suicides. But you know, one way to solve every problem, and then as you go in life, you're going to encounter problems, but the Lord will help, help you. Now, I know what I'm talking about. I know what you can face. But the biggest hurdle, and that is knowing the Lord. He already knows you. And he commands all men everywhere. And of course, when he uses the term man, I mean the human race. He can heal and deliver you, forgive you, and you'll be a child of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That Word is Yahshua, Jesus Christ. He went to his own meaning the, his own house of Judah, is during the time of the Roman Empire, the Jews still had the temple, and they had pretty much are, were able to run things, and the Roman authorities left them alone, pretty much. And so he went to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name, trust in, rely on, and cling to. John chapter 3 says that you must be born again of the Spirit. 1 John chapter 1 reminds us that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans chapters 3 through 7 talks about the confession of sin. But I recommend you, if you're having issues, get a little book of John, or just read the book of John, and read it every day for as long as you can do it. And listen as you read and pay attention because you will find the Lord. The bottom line here is that if you seek the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and look to Him, you will find Him. Because there's no other Savior besides Yahshua, Jesus Christ our Lord, the only begotten Son of God. 
So uh, you take care of the inside because for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if all have sinned, and they have, the only solution is to get rid of the sin. Well, we can cover it over through the blood of Christ. So that's why, you know, the penalty for sin, the soul that sinneth it shall die. But through Jesus Christ our Lord, there's life eternal. Believe upon him, receive him into your heart. It's like, you know, if I have a visitor and I know him, I'm not going to keep him out on the porch. I'm going to receive him into my house. Well, your house is your heart and your soul and your spirit. The seed of all, everything of who you are. And you receive him. And in Revelation, matter of fact, it says, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. In other words, that's how you receive him. He will come in. So don't forget that. Remember, you can always go by warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com, and send us an email. And for all of those who may hear it and decide that they're going to send me an anonymous uh, email full of junk or try to sell me something, that don't work. I've been doing this a lot of years. But this is just something that, take it for what you think it is. But I warn you, it's more than what you think it is. Lots more. So know the Lord today. I mean, there's people, and we report on the persecuted church, and there's a lot of Christians getting martyred today. So that's one thing you've got to be careful of. But the other thing of it is, even Muslims and Hindus and others are coming to the Lord. In spite of the danger, they have found the Lord, and many of them are coming because the Lord revealed himself to them. And he will you too in some way so seek the Lord and you you know will spend some time you know getting to know him read the word pray seek his face and in time you will be ready and be seasoned but the walk with Christ some say it's free. You know, salvation is free. Well, Christ paid the price on the cross. And he was resurrected from the dead. And today he is the Almighty in Revelation chapter 1. But truly, it is a challenge you take up your cross and follow him. So there's a lot more. But for right now, you look to the Lord, get in the Bible, read the book of John, because it's one of the best gospels for finding the truth.
and learning it and get it into your spirit. On other matters, today we are looking on God and man. You see, God and man, one sovereign and Lord and the other fallen. Communication and separation. There was no communication and there was separation. But it found a path through, you know, in spite of the fall of man. And even because of man's sin. There was a way made through the only begotten Son of God. Who died for our sins. And brought us into the presence of the Lord God. And so we can trace God's love. Mentioned specifically in John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And, you know, when we look at the communication between God and man, we're reminded of Moses. Moses was one of the, actually Abraham was the first prophet. Moses was the second in the Bible. Deuteronomy 34.10 And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses whom the Lord knew face to face. Now see all the other prophets even the good ones never knew the Lord God face to face but Moses did. It's interesting when you think about it. And our society today, we do all kinds of things, but truly, we don't know the Lord. But there's a lot of people that do. Now in Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 16, the other one was Deuteronomy 34, 10, looking back, saying there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. But in Deuteronomy 18, 15, 16, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken, according to all that you desire of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly. Saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. Now see, <laughs> that was when the Lord came down on the mount in fire, and it scared the living daylights out of the children of Israel. And you can read about it in Deuteronomy. 
And they pleaded with Moses, Let not the Lord God talk to us anymore. You talk to him. We'll talk to you. Because he scared himself. Now it's easy for us to hear that and laugh it off. But if you neglect your soul and refuse to listen to the true and living God, you will follow something fake, something that will send you to hell. If you don't know the truth, you'll always follow the false way. There's only one way, one truth, and one life. That is through Yahshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I testify today that he died for your and my sins and opened up a whole new avenue of relationship and freedom and forgiveness and blessing. Now Jesus Christ, Yeshua, is the prophet Moses wrote about. Jesus, prophet, priest, king, savior, and the Almighty in Revelation chapter 1. And as it is written, <clears throat> Deuteronomy 18, I read that. Now we get into Acts 3, 22 and 23. And, you know, Peter and the boys, they were all up there on the day of Pentecost. Along with the women, they were all gathered in the room. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. And you will. You'll die in your sins. See, as long as you're in this life, you can live in sin and get away with it and laugh at God all you want to. But there is a penalty. Number one, you don't know when you're going to die. And the minute you die, you're going to meet the Lord. And you're going to meet the consequences of your action. Christ sent his son to die on the cross so you wouldn't have that issue. And see, that's the free part. You didn't... You didn't pay for it. But once you start following him, there is a cost. You know, and I can tell you that there's example of Christians around the world. And the things that they stand and put up with and endure for the name of Christ more than proves the sustaining power of faith in Christ. <clears throat> now in Acts 7.37, they say this again. This is that Moses, which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me, him you shall hear. That is... Yahshua, Jesus Christ. 
Now see, the Jews, and this is why you need to read in John, there's a lot of intricate details there. And Jesus talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees and those that were gathered always tried to entrap him. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? That's John five forty-five through 47. See, they wouldn't believe his word. Had they believed Moses, they would have believed him. And the Sadducees uh, and the Pharisees and the priests, they all had an issue. But the, but the Christ, whom I'm telling you about, came and died on the cross. That was what he came for. He purposed to do that. Now the one thing that we're talking about here is the communication between God and man. The relationship as well. And what we've been discussing is, you know, most of the world doesn't have a relationship with the true and living God. That's true. Now, while there's been multitudes and multitudes of Christians who were former sinners, and they got saved, and they died and went on to be with the Lord. And we have multitudes of Christians. We have revivals in America going on. But we've got a major portion of America that's lost. And they have all kinds of proclivities and all kinds of things they're doing. And they feel comfortable about it. You know one thing the devil does? He soothes you in your sins. He soothes you in your delusions. And America right now is full of a spirit of filth and uncleanness that happens to a nation when it rejects the Lord and so I'm telling you don't be like the rest of them now one of the biggest stories in scripture is about Balaam he was always trying to get entrapped the children of Israel and he, and he did succeed. But see, in Numbers 24.2, it says, Balaam lifted up his eyes and he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to their tribes and the Spirit of God came upon him. And, and he did. He did prophesy. But then later, some bad guys came along. And of course, you remember Balaam's ass? The ass spoke, and the angel was there, and Balaam. So Balaam really got a good close look at him. There was an angel there, his ass spoke. Now, Balaam didn't see the, uh, the angel. Now, the ass did. That's kind of humor when you look at that, because Balaam 
who needs to be saved. Of course, at that time, uh, Yahshua hadn't come, so there was no hope. You know, it was a different set of rules back then. But there was people that knew God, and he accepted them. And the explanation of the atonement and the blood and the sacrifices of the blood is all another time that I'm not going to get into. Ezekiel 11.5 And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said unto me, Speak, thus saith the Lord, thus have ye said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. <laughs> Now that's, you know, if you got a lot of stuff that you don't want the Lord to know, you're in trouble. But I brought both of these up because the Spirit of God came upon Balaam and he prophesied. But Balaam, you know, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, but he didn't go in him. There's a difference. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Ezekiel. But see, only through Christ was that inner sanctum of the Holy of Holies broken down because of Christ and the blood of, that he shed on the cross and brought us into the Holy of Holies. So we can enter into the veil with God. And we have his spirit not falling upon us, but being in us through Christ. There's a difference. But the thing that's humorous too about Ezekiel 11.5 is that if you have a bunch of secrets, God says, I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. Can you imagine that, being God, knowing everything? And you come up and you start praying or dancing around or doing something and God knows what's in your heart. He knows you with uh, some woman or some guy that you shouldn't have been. You went to bed. He knows when you steal something out of the market. He knows. He knows it all. But see, this inspiration is not such that it will suppress the human consciousness. And, you know, suppressing it so much that uh, you would receive the Word of God in a state of uh, sleep or trance. But the recipient is in possession of his full consciousness and he's able afterward to give a clear account of what happened nor is the individuality of the prophet eliminated by this divine inspiration and of course Balaam never became a great prophet but Ezekiel was already a great prophet and he wrote from the captivity Now the biggest problem you have of everything that we see when it comes to God and man is that when you have a church or in Israel's case when 
there is sin in the camp, so to speak. Sinful prophets and priests. Now see, Samuel, little Samuel, became a great prophet. He was raised in the temple. And the chief priests at that time had two sons that were corrupt, and they corrupted themselves. And their their dad, who was the priest there, chief priest, high priest, And the children of Israel, you know, you can follow them all the way through the Bible. And they had a lot of issues, a lot of problems. And it's ironic because during David's time, they knew the Lord. They were living in blessing. During Solomon's time, it was one of the greatest kingdoms the children of Israel had. But as soon as Solomon got done... His kingdom was split in half because even he had sinned. That's how you wound up with two houses of Israel. So now today in America we have tons and tons and tons of churches. We got a lot of churches. A lot more than a lot of places. And we've got every kind of pastor that you can find. But there is sin in the pastorate. There is sin. Well, you can say the devil's in the congregation. He's also in the pastorate. That's a fact. Not all of them. But you don't think God, uh, you know, keeps the devil out of the church? No, the devil's in the church. He's just not in the people. If you know the Lord and have received him and in and are walking in obedience to him you have power over the devil and the minions and the sin you can rebuke demons you can bind them you can cast them out and you can do miracles and signs and wonders if you have the anointing and develop it in your life through prayer and fasting now read with me a little bit Jeremiah 23 we're talking about sin in the camp and, it, and it's like, you know, as Christians, for example, we can suddenly get a wrong thought or dwell on something we shouldn't, and it eats at us and eats at us. And pretty soon it causes you to sin. You do something you shouldn't have, and you don't repent. And it goes on. And sometimes God will even allow this. And I know personally. Because I was sailing the boat real good. I was pastor, youth pastor. I had a ministry called Open Doors. Now there's an Open Doors today. But I had Open Doors evangelistic association before anybody else and I ran it and I had two of my buddies with me and we worked on the streets this was during Bible school and so I went out there but along the way I ran into some obstacles in the church 
and they didn't like me being zealous. They didn't like me preaching what I was preaching. I stood up on one Sunday morning. They were all prepared to hear a one of those hanky-panky little get-along-with-Jesus good-feeling sermons. Instead, I stood up and started telling them, well, you know, when I stand before God, I can tell him that we became the champions in the softball tournament here in town. Our church did. But unfortunately, the bus ministry came in last because nobody wanted to volunteer and help bring in people. That went over like a lead balloon. And it wasn't long before two of the deacons, the board members rather, came up to me on a Sunday morning as I was going up again to be with the pastor. (laughs) And they said, we don't want you here. You're too zealous for the Lord. Take your bag full of ideas, go back to Bible school, wherever you want to go, but just get out. Well, I did, and I stayed there. And eventually I was relieved of my duties and kicked out because they had found an older senior pastor who was going to help them. And I even helped move him in. I didn't know I was helping moving in my own replacement. But I went down there, moved my entire family down there, and all of a sudden I was without a job, and they were mad at me for being zealous for the Lord, And it wasn't long after that I stopped the ministry. That was with the Assemblies of God. I never redid my credentials. And I fought with God for 11 years over that. 11, 12 years. And it was a hard time. Because God was dealing with me. But finally one day... As I was on the internet, it was the very, very beginning. I had had a computer built. And he came in to the living room where I was at. The kids and mom were up upstairs in their bedrooms. They didn't even know. It was late at night. I, they were sleeping. And he appeared in back of me. And he called me. And the result of what I'm doing today is because of his call back there. And I had to learn a lot of stuff. It wasn't easy. And there was gut-wrenching times. It was tough. Finally, God got me to where I was ready. Well, we've been doing this ministry now for 25 years over 25 now but Tower and I began back in 1973 we went to Bible school in the mid 70's graduated you know so we've been on this road a long time So you can find sin in the camp. Sin can be in the camp. Sin can be in the church. Sin can be in the pastor. The sin can be in the board directors. But see, Christ died for you so you can repent and you can throw that stuff on the altar and it'll be taken from you. God will give you the power to live. I am an example of that. 
and so's my family. But if I hadn't paid attention, my family would have went to hell. Our marriage would have went to hell. But we've been married 50 years, and I can tell you there's nothing better than having a relationship with your spouse like we have. Nevertheless, let's get to Jeremiah. Okay, we're starting at verse 9. My heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man. This is Jeremiah talking. And like a man whom wine hath overcome because of the Lord and because of the words of his holiness. For the land is full of adulterers. For because of swearing the land mourneth. The pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up and their course is evil and their force is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yes, in my house I have found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Now, see, Jeremiah has to speak and he brought a message to the backslidden Judah. Jeremiah spent a long, long time warning Judah, and they never did believe him. But when Babylon finally came, of whom he warned, he was on the streets of Jerusalem. And the armies came in through the gate, and they didn't kill him. They recognized who he was. They said, Jeremiah, we know who you are and what you've said. You can come with us. You can stay here. You can do whatever you want to. And they left him alone. Because Jeremiah had been concerned about being safe. And God told him he'd be all right. Him and his assistant. So make no mistake. Israel's not perfect. But Israel also, Paul chose to write... An entire chapter in Romans, chapter 11, that's the one, that you can read about the relationship and what what he, the Lord said and had him write about Israel. Israel ain't going nowhere. But see, Israel, like all the Gentiles, God loves. Christ died for all of us, not just for one part. And yet we have people today, including Christians, that castigize uh, Israel. They've got enemies everywhere. Now let's look at Jeremiah 13 through 16. And the Lord is talking through Jeremiah. And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal. And cause my people Israel to err. I have seen also the prophets of Jerusalem. A horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. And when they speak of adultery. They're turning to other gods. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers. That none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom. And the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. 
Therefore saith the Lord of hosts, concerning the prophets, behold, I will feed them with wormwood, that, that's bitterness, and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness got forth into all the land. And that's that's bitterness. And it's like tasting the worst taste in water you could ever have. Total bitterness of soul and spirit. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. See, because Jeremiah was telling them to repent. Because they're going to go into judgment if they don't repent. Meanwhile, all these uh, prophets were saying Jeremiah's a liar. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to be here forever. And they weren't. Matter of fact, even at the end, Jeremiah told the king what to do. And he said, you would live. But if you don't do it, you're going to die. And guess what? When they saw Babylon come in through the gates, the king and his men had already left. The king's sons were murdered before his eyes, and then they blinded him. And he was taken captive to Babylon. None of that would have happened if he would have just laid down his arms. See, and and this is this affects the relationship. And when we look at this, you know, and people say, well, they were under a theocracy and everything. Well, that has nothing to do with it. Today, America and the nations are going to be judged by God for what they have done in their nations. And there's nothing they're going to do about it. And it doesn't matter what God they're serving, it doesn't matter who they are, unless it's the Lord God and the Almighty who is the Son of God, who is the one that's been given the mantle to do all this. He is the Almighty. He will judge. And people are not going to be happy. And they're going to stand on that day and everything will be revealed. Nothing will be hidden. And see, the thing about this one with the prophets... And what they did wrong. The prophet is not greater than God. Nor is he greater than God's word. Because God. Will repay. And if you're a prophet. God gives you the words to speak a true prophet. Now see, in the church, we have an office of prophet or prophecy. And we got a lot of so-called prophets. I personally don't like the word prophet because 
I haven't found any. I found one who was a Jewish prophet. He's long since gone. I'm not going to say any more about him. But, and I've seen people, you know, and I could give you names, and he prophesies, she will prophesy. There's a lot of them that do that. And there's levels of prophecy. But the inspiration, a true prophet in the Old Testament, literally got the word directly from the Lord God. It just wasn't a dream after you had spaghetti and you got a little bit of indigestion and you started feeling funny and then thinking about something so God gave you something. No. Or some other weird thing. People come up with everything. I've heard it all. You want to know about prophecy? You get in the Word of God and study the Bible. Study scripture, read it, understand it, know it. Now, the tables can be turned. Now here's Jeremiah again, 23. Now verse 21 starts out, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I've not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. You know, and, and, and I chuckle because that's common. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Now see, I look at the pastors too. If we had preachers that would stand up and preach the truth, Tell them straight out what they can do and not do. Speak to America as well. America is corrupt. America is unclean. We have many, many generations of young people that don't know the Lord, that are totally lost. And we're corrupt. These prophets were speaking. They never stood in the counsel of the Lord. They didn't cause the people to hear the true words of God. They comforted them in other ways to send them other ways. God wanted the prophet to speak the truth, to tell them, you need to turn from your wicked ways. You need to come unto the Lord. And he says, am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God far off? Now see, many people think God's far off, but he's not. He's all over. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? In other words, he's omnipotent, all-powerful, all-present. But people live in their own little world here on earth, and we're thinking that's all there is. And of course, we've got politicians and all these big wigs, you know, the corrupt Klaus Schwab, who wants everybody to eat bugs. While he dances around as a pervert, he's also a German. And I can tell you about Germans. 
I have inside knowledge on that. The Germans started World War One, World War Two, and now we got a third German, Klaus Schwab, along with George Soros, who is a German. And Soros is trying to destroy America, and his son Alex took up a new vow. He's a German, too. And Klaus Schwab runs the World Trade Forum, now the World Economic Forum, WEF. And so he wants to be the advisor to the world. He has spoken about That's not the right word. It's like that some kind of high mucky muck that runs everything in the world. But dear God, help us. This is a guy that runs around on the beaches out there where he lives. With nothing on, he has a funny a funny hat that he puts on. He has a bow tie on, and he's totally butt-ass naked, and he walks down the beach with a little cap on his penis, a little dinky thing. And there's a few other revelation, too, I can tell you, that is absolute. There's a lot of Satanists in the government. And they go to their little parties. Yeah. We're not even going to go there. So understand that Babylon, the spirit of Babylon, the spirit of the whore of Babylon is thoroughly entrenched in America today. So at any rate... Let's go on, because this is interesting. I have heard what the prophets said that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yes, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. They're serving the devil. But this is what God says. After all of this, Jeremiah says this, The prophet that has a dream, let him tell a dream. He that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. And that's what I'm doing today. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as fire, saith the Lord, like a hammer that doth break the rock in pieces? And let me tell you something. I have run across pastors on social media that speak the truth. And they are on fire. And they are blistering hot with the word of God. And they let you know what this nation shouldn't be doing. We need every Christian. We need every church standing up. We need massive repentance. Because part of the problem of our generations going to hell is because our churches didn't do their job. And, of course, the people that wanted to corrupt our kids did a better job at corrupting them than we did at trying to keep them out of that corruption. So after he says all this about the prophet that has a dream, let him tell a dream. He that has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. 
he says this, Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, he saith. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. The bottom line of it is the prophets are watchmen, guardians of the people. And I believe that is also so with with the pastors. And they're to warn the nation because they see the dangers and the judgments approaching, which must be put in their appearance if the divine will is disregarded. The prophets interpret also for the people that which is happening and that which has occurred. Example, the defeats which they have suffered at the hands of their enemies, or the grasshopper plague in Joel, or a famine. They lay bare the inner reason for eternal occurrences and explain such events and their connection with the providential government of God. And that's a note from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes 31 through 33, For you may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be comforted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So in other words, a spirit isn't going to come upon you and make you say it. And of course, this is not the age of the Old Testament prophets, although you find some with that anointing. This is the time for the church to wake up and step out of it and take back the church, take back the message of God, and go forth. Father, thank you for the word, this word. Bless this word to the hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of those that hear this word. Bless them, Lord. Take care of them and be with them in Jesus' name. Don't forget to go to our websites at warnedusa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, you can listen on Spreaker, and you can find our main profile page. And on it, there's a little yellow box with a plus on it. That's for those supporters who will help us get the message out. Spreaker does that, and so that box goes towards our ministry and this broadcast. You can also go to our websites at warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. Now, on warn-usa.com, we got a link. We got a little thing that says donate right up there. It's clear as day. So, friends, I'm telling you, the gospel isn't free, but it takes a lot of work. It sets people free, but there is a cost. Stay in there with the Lord. Seek Him. Shalom.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.